My name is Emily Garcia. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. My name is Zach Moss. I'm the editor for The Opinion Desk. And I am Emily Garcia. I am a podcast contributor here at The Emerald. And today we will be talking about... Type. Yes. Hey, Zach, do you want to know the best way to pick up a designer? How? It's the best pickup line. You you walk up to her and you just say, hey, you're just my type. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. That's really not funny. Oh my gosh. It's a great <laughs> oh. it's a great pickup line. If you ask me, it's punny and it's cute and it's actually our topic today. So it actually relates really well because typography plays a huge role in branding different companies and various brands. So, and picking up uh girls apparently as well. Designers. Design sorry, designers. Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. Yes. So, Zach, I got to ask you, what do the moon and Nike have in common? The moon and Nike. I swear this is not a pickup line or a joke. Okay. All right. I was trying to find the, the underlining um, you know, joke or something in there. Okay. I Let me guess. Type. Yes. Wow. Both I was right. use Futura font. The official font that is on the moon, ladies and gentlemen, is Futura. It was designed in the 1960s. It was believed to be the font of the future. It is a sans serif font. And when um, NASA sent up their astronauts, they actually had a little plaque that said the United States landed on the moon on this date. And it was all written in Futura font. And that little plaque is still up there on the moon and it is also the same font that nike uses for their campaigns so nike uses futura condensed extra bold that's so, that's quite the the title yeah it is their signature okay um almost as much as the swoosh um but yeah that is something you can identify like that's something where you're looking at an ad and even if the swoosh isn't present you see that typeface you immediately know that is a nike ad right there yes so type plays an important role now i'm throwing around these vocabulary terms and i'm sorry guys it's it's dead week all of us are dead but i'm gonna go back a little bit to week one of a typography class and kind of tell you the vocabulary of type so when i'm talking about serifs serifs are like the little feet on a letter so you know like in oh, times new roman there's those little the, like lines the on the side yep yeah, okay yep those are called serifs and then if you have sans serif sans no none no that's a greek feet on the side of the letters yep okay so to give you an idea times new roman is a serif font okay futura nike's font yes is sans serif so there's no little foot little on it. foot thingies mm-hmm. okay so far i'm following you yep so it's really important that you find the right type for the company otherwise their branding is totally off it can give a really bad message. I mean... It would be awkward It would times. be really awkward. So let's say you were going to go visit a lawyer because you want to sue your professor for teaching some ludicrous class. Sounds practical. Yeah. Yep. And let's say that the lawyer had his 
business card written out in Comic Sans. <laughs> you wouldn't take him seriously, would you? Probably not as much, unless it was like a comic class, like a you know comic book class or something. Maybe, but actually, here's a fun fact. <laughs> comic Sans is never used in actual comics. Really? It was designed for it, but it was so <laughs> bad that comic artists did not want to use it. So you know a type is bad when artists and designers <laughs> themselves for the intended demographic yeah. don't want to use it. So it's kind of a joke. Like the, the more you know. Yeah, the more you know. And I guess if that lawyer took your case seriously for suing your professor for wasting your time, then... Mm-hmm. you would probably want to walk away because there's Comic Sans on his door. Yeah. So it's really important that brands find the right type. And the type kind of gives off, it's very subtle, but people can notice when it's off. For example, you know Edwardian script. It looks like very flourished handwriting. Oh, That's yeah. like really, really, you wouldn't put that down for talking about sports. Doesn't it just fit. doesn't fit. Yeah. You might see it on a parody or a sort of mockumentary about sports where it's trying to make it into this classical thing. But that's humorous because Edwardian script does not go with football. Right. It all has to fit yep. in whatever picture that it's trying to represent or or field, you could say. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So one of my best examples that I like to use about type and finding the right type and having it be a signature is Crate and Barrel. So, do you know what Crate and Barrel is? I do not. It is a home goods store. Um, One of my professors, Stephen Asbury, absolutely loves Crate and Barrel. I'm actually taking a design class from him now. And every single class, he shows the Crate and Barrel advertisement. Now, the Crate and Barrel advertisement just is type. And it's words that just go across the screen. There's not really any images. There's no video. It's just the type. And it's because the type is so iconic. And that type is Helvetica. That's quite the title. Oh, yeah. Helvetica. I kind of, the punny person in me wants to be like, I'm going to raise some Helvetica up in here. Wow. I might have like chuckled, but probably a lot less than I did earlier for that one. Okay. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) But actually, Helvetica is a serious font in the industry because it literally changed design. So in the 1960s, we're going to talk a little bit about Mad Men for a second. Back in the 1960s during the Mad Men era, a lot of advertisers were using script font to try to sell their products. They were still doing this brush font where it looks like you wrote the font with a paintbrush. They also did like all of these fonts that were very dated and they were very messy, and they were hard to read. Well, that's when the Swiss started designing fonts, and out came Helvetica. Now, Helvetica is a sans-serif font. You probably, all who are listening, are familiar with it, even if you don't know the name. It was very clean and very easy to read. And back in the 60s, people were obsessed with the future. We got Futura font from the 60s. We're getting Helvetica from the 60s. And it's because they wanted that sleek Swiss style because it was clean and easy to read. And at that point in time, there were so many ads going on because of that boom after... World War II, where there was so much consumption happening, and the baby boom was occurring, and people were moving out to the suburbs, so people were buying more, that the advertisements needed to have a cleaner look in order to stand out against the brush strokes. So in walks the Swiss style, we get 
sans serif fonts, and we get Helvetica. Now, fun fact about Helvetica, it took the world by storm, and I mean that literally, because Helvetica is the official font for the New York City subway system. All of their signs are done in Helvetica font. Why? I wonder why they would have an official font for the entire subway system. Is it just for organizational purposes or just advertisement in general? I think it's for organizational purposes. Okay. Plus, when you think about it, the subway system itself is its own company, so it needs to have its own brand, its That's identity. True. And you have to have it set apart from like taxi services or bus routes everything else yeah that's true exactly so the thing about helvetica is it's really really easy to read and when you're down in the tunnels of new york city and you're going by people and it's really crowded and you see the signs above it can be really hard to read and you're usually rushed for time so helvetica works because it's clean and easy to read and so that's why the New York City subway system decided to use that as its font. Helvetica is also used on your tax returns. If you fill out your tax returns, which you should when you fill out any um, work forms for the government before you start a new job, Helvetica is the font. And it's because it's very clean and professional looking. You take it more seriously. Now, I'm just going to keep grilling you with these, Zach. Okay, bring it. I have a question for you. Yes. If you walked into an office, are you familiar with Jokerman? Joker, Jokerman. It's a font that you see in Microsoft Word. You probably played with it when you were uh, like a first or second grader. Possibly. I think the fact that I said it with like raising a question probably signifies that I have no idea. Okay. I probably do, but let's assume that I don't. Okay, so Jokerman <laughs> is very flourished. We would actually call that one of our decorative Oh, okay. Um, Fonts, because it's, how do I put this nicely? It's not necessarily one that's taken seriously. Okay. It's a novelty more so. It's, it looks fun. It's kind of a fun thing, informal. It's a fun, informal thing that is good for children. Yeah, I see it. So if, let's say, the government used Jokerman font (laughs) as the official font for the... Department of Motor Vehicles, for example, or the DMV. Mm-hmm. We already know that the DMV is a circus when you try to get your new license after you lose it. Oh, it's terrible. But if they had Jokerman font as their official type, we would really, <laughs> yeah. really be in a circus oh. because you can't take it seriously. So it's really important that brands choose the right type. And also presidential candidates. Are you familiar with President Barack Obama's campaign? With the giant O, yes. Yes. Everyone has seen that. I I don't even care if somewhere around the world who's never even heard of President Obama can't read English at all. They've probably seen his uh, the the giant O for Obama everywhere. They probably Mm -hmm. at least have seen that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, fun fact, that font is... Gotham. That is a fun fact. So that font was designed specifically for Barack Obama. That is a signature O. So he he almost uses that then as a trademark to himself. So in that way, a lot of these things could be used for an individual's almost like, I don't know if the right word is their particular their brand or their style. How would you, how would you categorize that? I would 
categorize that as a brand or a signature for President Obama. Okay. And actually, here's an interesting thing. It is designed specifically for <clears throat> Obama. Um, Hofler, which is the design house that created Gotham, mm-hmm. actually will not allow anyone else to purchase Gotham. You cannot what? buy Gotham anywhere. Wow. You cannot buy Obama's Gotham anywhere. You can get Gotham, a style of Gotham, but you cannot get President Barack Obama's specific version of Gotham anywhere. They must have really believed in him then. Oh, yeah. Well, it it paid off. It was one of oh, the yeah. best designed campaigns that anyone had seen in history. Absolutely. And traditionally, um, many designers over the years have done research and they have found that the candidate with the better designed campaign is typically the one humans and voters choose because there's that sense of responsibility and you can know that person really well because they have an identity a visual identity i was about to say that it's like it i it's a good way to properly identify the person just from the symbols isn't is that more or less what you're saying that's powerful when you think about it type gives a visual illustration for what we're saying Mm -hmm. so it gives a visual for the words that we speak. Now, when you're reading something, all you get are the type that you see. And so if you see something written in Edwardian script, you probably think of Queen Victoria speaking. But when you see something clean and professional, you take that person's words as being clean and professional, that you can trust this person. And that's why it is so important that designers choose the right types for a company or for a candidate, because it could be the difference between making bank or becoming the next president of the United States. And so that's why a lot of designers take this seriously, especially in elections, which Barack Obama, you no matter what party you're affiliated with, if you are a designer, you have to respect the level of design and skill that was used in that election. Yeah. It almost it seems like it almost sets the type of feeling that you get when uh, when you see these things. For example, mm-hmm. when you're talking about the uh, what, what was that the type of font that was very unprofessional, Joker. Jokerman. Jokerman. Yeah. For example, if he were to use Jokerman as opposed to the one that he did, it would definitely set a different feeling towards him. That's for sure. Oh yeah, you would think of him as the court jester before <laughs> the jester before the king. Yeah. So it's really important. And President Barack Obama's campaign actually changed campaigns. We saw this more so in this campaign. Mm. Not as much as we did in President Barack Obama's second campaign, but it was present in this campaign with Hillary Clinton's campaign. She had a very Mm. signature age. She went to a specific designer and had that age custom created for her. She had her own official brand guide for her campaign. Now, we can also see where type goes really wrong with our president-elect Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all know about the T and the P incident. For Donald Trump and Mike Pence, TP. Yep. Not even 48 hours had passed after they officially showed the new logo in this featured type that they had to go back to the drawing board and redesign president-elect Donald Trump's typeface and campaign. Now, that is a designer's worst nightmare. And designers are a little surprised right now at the result of the election because this election has gone against what typically is shown in the past, which is the better designed campaign wins. Now, it raises some questions, but that's not for this thing. We're going to talk about 
the type and just focus on the type. So basically, mm-hmm. type is important whether you realize it or not. And so anybody who is out there who has to write papers or take themselves seriously, especially on cover letters looking for jobs, the typeface you choose is going to be very important whether you realize it or not because you are representing your words with a visual. So make sure that you take the time to really sit down and try out different fonts that you can. But just so you know, I call these the little black dresses. You can never go wrong with these fonts. Okay, so we're going to go with Baskerville. That's an excellent font you can use. It's on typically most Microsoft Word or other software systems by Microsoft. You can also use Arial, Helvetica, Gotham, but unfortunately you can't get Barack Obama's version. I am so sorry. It's only part of Gotham. Yeah, thank thank Hofler for that. And then I also recommend Garamond. Garamond is very nice, as well as Caslon. Um, There's a designer's turn. When in doubt, use Caslon. I guarantee you folks, if you use Caslon on any important piece of information that you are sending out, if it's a document or a brochure, you will be taken a lot more seriously if you use that font. That's very, uh, very helpful. I'm really glad that you decided to mention font and everything along those lines because just like myself and other people as well, it's something that I'm very sure we all neglect to pay a lot of attention to. And I didn't actually, it's funny, even though I've seen a lot of the the types of font, like say Barack Obama's O and things like that, I never, I always saw the O, but I never actually focused on the font itself. So it's really great that you actually mentioned that. I think that could be very powerful in establishing a certain feeling and a, a certain you know look, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So just remember, guys, when you're out there purchasing something or you're doing your holiday shopping and you're reading the signs, that it's not necessarily what you're reading, but what you're seeing when you're reading. So kind of take notice of the font that's being used. It was chosen for a reason. This was one of our episodes of the idea industry. I am Emily Garcia. I am a contributor here at the Emerald Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Emily underscore Calais, K-A-L-E-I. Send me a tweet. Talk with me. I promise I won't bite. (laughs) And my name is Zach Moss. I'm the opinion editor at The Daily Emerald. And you can follow me on Twitter as well at Zach Moss 6. And you can listen to more Daily Emerald uh, podcast network substance at thedailyemerald.com or subscribe to Emerald Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thank you so much for listening.